mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest one of all? May. <laughs> may, may, may. Oh my gosh, I had this crazy thing that was in my eye. I had to rip my lashes off, but now I'm good. Now you're good? Now I'm good, baby. So we're recording here. Um, so the year is coming to a close. Uh -huh. We have the holiday season coming up. I'm, I'm so excited for this holiday season and to just wrap up 2020. Um, wishing everybody an amazing 2021. Yeah. And today we wanted to do something different. And it's not because we only have six minutes because we had a million <laughs> and one things going on. It's because we thought about this in advance. Um, right. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> definitely, it's, we definitely thought about this in advance. Yeah. 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 This yeah. is planned. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, we're the type that talk about scheduling and yeah. we're the type that talk about having a to-do list and checking them off and being prepared. And our episode today, we had a ton of stuff to talk about, but I hate putting out episodes late. And we figured, you know what, we're going to make our last episode of the year on December 23rd. Like, we're going to talk about so much stuff. We're going to make it really special. Banger episode. A what? A banger? A banger. <laughs> um, so uh, we decided today this would be a really good way also um, to, to bail us out, but also to give you an inside look of what our members podcast is like. Uh -huh. Because every single Sunday, we have been putting out a, another podcast for the members only. And I know we've talked about it before, and we figured, well, this is a great way to bail us out since we only have six minutes to kind of talk a little bit about the members podcast, and then we're going to roll our preview, or just the one we released on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So you can get a little taste of what the members only podcast is this way as we go into the holidays and for the new year. If you want to consider becoming a member, um, not only will you get your Wednesday podcast and the vlogs, because we're going to start doing more vlogs in the new year. Mm -hmm. But this is a bonus podcast, and we're doing a lot for the members in 2021 just as an extra thank you because if people are putting in their cash money, you know, we want to go above and beyond. But we want to give everybody a taste of what an episode is like, um, so we're going to roll that here in a second. Um, but I just wanted to give a little preface of, of what you're about to see. I like that. And also, too, speaking of cash money, because it made me think of B-Money, cash mm -hmm. money. If you guys don't know who that is, that's our dog, because we give him a million and one nicknames. Oh, but Benji. Yeah. Benji. He's getting groomed right now, but it's really interesting because we do the mobile groomer, and she just came with her van. Normally, he doesn't know she's here, but he's now learned. And when I had my mask on, I picked him up. He, he starts shaking like, he goes, no, mom. And then I go, here, let's go outside and go pee pee. And he would not walk. He just wanted back in the house. <laughs> I think he saw her in the truck. He you knew. sandbagged our son? I sandbagged him. You can't sandbag the son. What, how am I supposed to not sandbag him? What was he supposed to do? And then I handed him off and he looked at me and I go, mm-mm. Well, he's going to feel so He's, he's going to so look good. so clean and precious and... They're my eyelashes I ripped off. Stuck they right to your hand. <laughs> yeah, we have... If you um, can't tell, we're a mess. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing... We, we just... We never realized just how much the wedding planning was going to, like, consume our lives. Yeah, and especially planning over. everything as well um, with the holidays coming up and just the final... There's so many things we want to talk to you all about. And it's it bugs me because I know a lot of people use that as marketing. They're like, there's something great coming or there's things I have to tell you right. can't because it's like marketing. But I genuinely like just sharing. But there's like a few things that we're working on that we just can't. And it's like bugging me, but it's Soon consuming enough. so much of our time. So much. And I, I didn't want to say this because it's such a cop out, but I, like you guys will understand soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So <laughs> until then, I'm just going to keep these on my yeah. face because we're we're everything's normal here <laughs> so normal. we're not losing it we're not losing our mind but just real quick before we roll the members uh podcast um 
the uh, we got some good news because our stamps just came. We had our wedding invitations come, and I got to give everybody a tip who's planning a wedding. There's a gazillion things on the list, and it's all part of the process, and it's uh-huh. been awesome. And one little hack that we've learned is have the person who's making your invitations, if you're going to go that route, because we found her on Etsy. Yeah. Have her print on him or her on the um, envelope. Yeah. So all the addresses and return addresses all printed. So all we're doing is stuffing them. Oh, we're stuffing them. We're stuffing them together. You and yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, you were sleeping when I did the whole, oh. the whole thing. I think you forgot. <laughs> but we had the decorative stamps that came, so yes. we're gonna be able to get those in the mail. Um, so hopefully people will get those before the new year just to like, yeah. you know, because the mail's been like slow and all it's of that kind so of stuff. so slow. Yeah. But they are going to be sent and they're going to get there and everything's going to work because we're all about good energy and it's all happening. It is. So, um, so yeah. Enjoy uh, the episode, any, any last friends. words? Uh, you've got a minute and 15 seconds. Oh my goodness. Why put me Make on the spot? Make it amazing. Y'all. I am wishing you the most incredible holiday season. Have a blessed time. But we're coming back. I know. This isn't the final one. Dang it, babe. No, you take it. (laughs) You take it. There's 59 seconds left. (laughs) What are you going to say? My name is Alyssa Marie Tabbitt. I love you guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. If you like that, smash that like button. Now, now, now you're speaking my language. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> Leave a comment, five-star reviews, if you think that's what we deserve. But we love you, so you should. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I could have said it better. <laughs> um, so without further ado, um, enjoy our members-only podcast. And uh, we're inviting you all on this journey. Uh, we want to thank you all. Uh, YouTube sent us over the uh, analytics for the year, and um, just I, I don't know how to thank you all so, like so much. Like Alyssa and I love sharing ideas and sharing about our life, and uh, for all of you who who show up every week and who um, who watch our stuff, it's just so cool. So I can't thank you enough, and um, and we'll be talking to you next Wednesday. We're gonna do something super special for the last podcast of the year. And if you do decide to become a member, um, this Sunday we're going live. Yes. So you can ask some questions. And even if you just want to give it a try, hop Mm -hmm. on the live, catch up on some of our old videos. Because we've been putting out videos since May in the members group. So you can catch up on like so much stuff over the holidays. And um, a lot of content. Yeah. (laughs) Promoted membership (laughs) program? Check. Uh, anywho, all right, we got to go. We, gotta we go. have all this stuff to get to right now, and we're going to make it up to you next Wednesday with like a banger, mega, huge podcast. See, it is to a close banger. Out the year. A banger, baby. It's going to be a banger. Another um, one. Another one. Another <laughs> one. So, all right, everyone, we're heading out. Um, enjoy the episode, and uh, let us know in the comments what you think, and we will be talking to you very soon. Love you. like Christmas everywhere we go what if we change the lyric we don't really go anywhere because there's a pandemic so it's just here in the house where we use the owner's tree cause our furniture still hasn't come and it doesn't look like it will until the first of the year but maybe it'll come sooner lies the what? Lies. Lies. We will see. Hey, at least we have a Christmas tree. I was going to say we should change the lyrics to 
it's beginning to look a lot like Lismas. Lismas? <laughs> yeah. Are you Jesus Christ? <laughs> no, I'm the Christmas fairy. <laughs> yeah. Every oh. now and then I surprise you. You do. That one came out of what's what's beyond left field. <laughs> Just way out there. That came out of left field. I wonder where that uh, where that saying came from. Baseball? Well, I mean, if anything, you would say it comes out of right field because right field, and I don't know if it's the same in the major leagues, but r- the right field position is the weakest uh, position on the field. It's the least um, active position. Huh, so, so you, it wouldn't you, really be coming from left field. Let me look. We'll see why that is. But to give you a little baseball lesson, Uh-oh. shortstop and center field are the most um, desirable positions where you want to put somebody who knows their stuff. Oh, is that right? All positions are valuable. But right field is where you put like your ninth man. Well, let's see here. It's so weird. I usually always have my laptop, and I forgot it today. Out of left field is American slang, meaning unexpected, odd, or strange. The phrase came from baseball terminology, referring to a play in which the ball is thrown from the area covered by the left fielder to either home plate or first base, surprising the runner. Variations include out in left field and simply left field. Interesting. Does that sound... I think someone said that initially, and it just stuck, (laughs) but that doesn't... Doesn't. I guess so like who cares? Like I, I mean, it's stuck forever. We all know what that means. It's beginning to, to look, look a lot like this. <laughs> Maybe if you were in a sweater with lights, that would have made more sense, but it's not looking like Lismas. You know, I saw the cutest um little llama Christmas sweatshirt from Target, uh-huh. and I for sure have to get it, but I want to get you some sort of Christmas Things. I have the llama. But this is different. You have a cute art. Oh, we don't have it. You don't have it here. I mean, if, if, if it might come, maybe. But we're both going to have llama sweaters? Well, this one has like sparkly uh, Okay. little, what do you call that? Sleep? What What day is it? Who am I? What's happening? I don't know. And I, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that we're doing a fueled up and we, we're have just no drinking alcohol. This is just stuff. water. And we're no Gatorade. fun. I know. Water and Gatorade. Hey, you got to hydrate, my friend. Yeah. I don't, the thing with Gatorade is it's like, oh, this isn't zero calories. It's not? I thought and that was a G2. And it doesn't even taste any different. I literally thought I was drinking. Which one is that? One bottle is 36 carbs and 34 sugars. That's mm-hmm. not good. You know, it's interesting because I was drinking this last night and I go, this tastes oddly delicious compared to, like, I, I felt like I go, huh, for G2, this is really good. Because we usually buy G2, which is the no calorie or 30 calorie one. Yeah. I So my body could tell. It knew that this was better. To me, I, I mean, I, I did just work out, so I feel like that's okay. If you're ever <laughs> going to have sugar and carbs right after your workout's the best time. Is it? Why mm-hmm. is that? I don't know. It does something to you. I think your insulin levels, it helps with recovery or something. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I I'll know. take it. I'll take I it. I used to know a lot more about this when I really cared <laughs> down to the detail. Now I'm just proud when I achieve any sort of lifting something heavy. I have protein drink after workout. That's really all I know. Yeah. That's why that's I had true, a little right? wrap, a tuna wrap. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn into a wrap. That's <laughs> all we have. The low carb wraps. Yeah. They're delicious though. I'm liking the little tuna wrap situation we've been having on the daily, mm-hmm. literally every day for lunch and or dinner. 
Well, it looks like we're basically having a 300 calorie breakfast most of the time, 250 to 300. And then we're having a turkey or tuna wrap, which is like 250, 300. Then we're having another, the opposite, the turkey or tuna wrap. Mm -hmm. And then we're having a bowl of soup. And so around nine o'clock at night, we're only at 1200 calories. And then we can have like six, 700 more. I love having that halo ice cream. It's so good. I'm just over it. You don't like Halo? No. I like the Magic Spoon cereal. And we should reach out to them to be a sponsor. Hmm. Because they're all over the big podcasts. Because that's how I got it because of Tim Dillon. But it'd be really fun because I genuinely love their stuff. But I mean, that's why I think a lot of the companies too, especially that we work with, they always will send the product out so you can use it because they want you to have your own testimonial. Yeah. You know, it would make sense. Well, Well, yeah, because you can't promote anything you don't use i well, don't like that no and i was gonna say too the uh the magic spoon the blueberry is so good that was the last one we tried because we're like blueberry cereal <laughs> when you have cocoa and fruity pebbles <laughs> the, and so good yeah there's some sort of uh like the sugar it's called like a allure or something and it's from figs huh and uh, that's how it's a low-carb cereal and doesn't have sugar. It's more of a protein cereal. Right. So the hard thing, though, is I haven't heard anyone who's advertising it yet really share what you're expecting. What do you mean? If you're a, like, if you're a protein shake drinker, then you understand what chocolate tastes like in a protein world. If you're expecting hmm. Cocoa Puffs, you're going to be disappointed that's true. But if you're expecting a protein chocolate cereal, it is way better. Mm-hmm. And it's up there with like the greatest tasting chocolate, but a protein. But it can't compare to real sugar. Okay, that's a good So point. when I drink, well, when I used to get those like muscle milks and stuff, like they, <laughs> there's an acquired taste that you fall in love yeah. with. It's not, it's not like drinking a, a blended up Snicker bar. But I think too, your body gets used to that high of working out and then pairing it with the the muscle milk and your body just kind of craves that whole um, experience, if you will. You want to hear something super gross? <laughs> oh, no. Back when I used to smoke, I remember when I was working out with Devin, I was still smoking then when mm-hmm. I got like the strongest I've ever been in my life, like yeah. yoked. It was like, probably like 2012 or 13. Yeah. I would leave working out at the gym pumped up, strong as hell, I'd go in the car, have a muscle milk and a cigarette on the way home. Uh, Isn't that crazy? How could your body after... I mean, I get it. We. When you're young, you could eat garbage and it's fine. Well, I remember one time you and I went hiking. And I mean, this is probably when I first met you. And I had a cigarette before we went hiking. That was before I started smoking. Because I remember thinking like, oh, I like having a cigarette when we party. But I was like, in the day, I, ne- I was like, why would anyone ever smoke in the day? But then it slowly starts to get you. It's crazy. And then it starts going good with coffee. And then it starts going good with when you drive. That I do remember, though. A cigarette and coffee is a great pair. And also a cocktail. If you have like two cocktails. Well, the last time I ever had a cigarette, it was with a cocktail. Because as you get older, the thought of coffee in a cigarette is going to make me short short circuit. Like back in the day, my nervous system could have handled that yeah, high. Now yeah. I would like die. Too much huh, stimulation. That's true. Yeah, it's been a long time. Thank goodness we kicked that habit, but to be young. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was easy to. It was actually easy uh, to kick once you decided that you're done. Mm-hmm. When you were just kind of doing it, but I think I used the gum. You did. Yeah. You did. I remember that. I think I did too. Yep. Because I remember there were a few times I would quit and then I was like, oh, I'll only do it when I drink. And then that literally was the habit. Like I never crave them during just normal life, only when I drink. But then it got to a point where I was just like, you know what it was, I think, for me when my allergies started. And I was just like, this is done. Who needs this? I just think the lifestyle change. I actually don't remember even when we when we stopped, but I just it's like when no one else you're hanging out with is smoking and you're aware it's bad for you. You're yeah. aware it's expensive. It's horrible, yeah. So it's like once you can get into that lane and be done with it, mm-hmm. it was really great. But yeah, the the Well, the yay for work. us for a long time. Yeah. That was that was a a, a terrible experience smoking. <laughs> but I'm glad we only did it for a couple of years. So, because, you know, some people who do it for 30 and quit, that's still better yeah. than, than continuing to yeah. do it. But I feel like we might have been okay because I've heard, I don't know how true this is, that after you stop for about seven years, your lungs will fully heal. Yeah. So we probably have fully, you know, I mean, I've had a couple here and there of drinking sure. certain nights when you can like grab one. But I don't think having a couple puffs is what they're talking about. I think it's when you smoke a pack a day for two years and then you stop. It takes like seven years. Well, we don't have to worry about that. We don't, no. We I was, was going to share. I remember the, uh, the last cigarette story since I haven't thought about this in a while. <laughs> it was. I think there, there was a time when you were working as the shot girl. And there was a friend of you that you, you worked with on the weekends. And she would only smoke on the weekends when she was having drinks. And you were like, how do you only smoke when you drink? Yeah. And... Um, but then I remember doing, we got into that. And yeah. That was, then we quit. That's what happened. I got on the gum. I quit smoking completely. Then I started smoking again only when I drank. Mm-hmm. But I could not drink without smoking. So then I started, when I would drink, I would grab nicotine gum. Oh, And yeah. I would chew the gum while drinking. And then I slowly weaned off of that where I could drink without needing a cigarette. And then I never looked back. So then... For anyone who maybe has like a bad habit or something like that, for you, what do you think is the best way to break a bad habit? You just have to, you have to make the decision. Mm-hmm. You have to really want to, because we obviously know people who are like, even when we're like losing weight or if someone is trying to lose weight or you're trying to make more money or you're trying to quit any, like if you're trying to, we, we know what you have to do. It just sucks. Yeah. So you have to be so over the feeling that you you have to make the decision no matter how many people tell you, no matter how much. It has to be in your heart and you're ready to do it because if not, you'll fall back into it. And I think too, creating new habits is an easier way to break a habit. So, you know, say I want to work out every day. Okay. Let's just say it's that. I think, um, instead of, you know, staying in bed on the phone, you're like, okay, well, right when I get up, I'm going to go for, a five minute walk outside and that you have to just start with a really, really small habit because that's kind of what we did here with the walking. Yeah. We got into that. And then once you do that, you can have it stack and you can go, okay, well, when I'm doing my five minute walk, then I'm going to do weights for five minutes. And it's just easy to stack little habits on all of the ones that you already have in your schedule. Cause I even know for me, even with journaling or, um, doing like my gratitude journal, reading my pages, all of that, it's easier when I get it in my schedule and it becomes a habit. Otherwise, I won't do it. So I think it's easy to create new habits so you can break the old ones um, 
It's just yeah. something your mind can focus on, I suppose. Well, it's almost, it's, it's an addiction. No matter what the bad mm-hmm. habit is, the habits are addictions. So it's, it's better to be addicted to something positive. Yeah. Because it will, it will bother me to not walk. Yeah. It bothers me. Yeah. It's almost like the first day you don't smoke, it bothers you. Sure. So it's like the same thing now. Once we've walked so many days in a row that if we don't, I would I'm bother upset. So yeah. I'm, I have like an addiction to walking and then I'm slowly building into lifting yep. out there. I've been doing it a lot more. It's so, so it's it's like just slowly, slowly building that. But yeah, it's it's crazy. I think the older we get, it's, um, it's very eye-opening to, you know, as much as I feel we know... There's something about being this age now that it almost feels like I'm like reborn and learning with a whole new set of problems and challenges to overcome. Hmm. Like you think in your 20s, once you figure it out, but it's like 20 something problems. Then you get to your 30s and now you have a whole new set of decade problems. You're like, oh, I thought I was over all these challenges. You're like, oh, this is what it's like being an adult. And then I'm sure there's going to be 40 something challenges. And then when you have a kid and like, how do you deal with someone? Like, it's just, there's these new challenges in life that you are constantly, as you grow, have to go, ah, I thought I was over all this stuff. Yeah. Now there's new challenges to overcome. And, you know, I, I remember I've heard a lot of people say this in your twenties, you really care what people think. And then in your thirties, you, you know, kind of start to not care. But then when you're 40 and beyond, you literally give zero Fs. You're just like, I'm, 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 no, (laughs) I just don't care. Well, I think you start realizing that people don't care. Uh Uh-huh. Like we think people care about us and people don't. Like people care for what they care. But when you're in your 20s, you think world revolves around you when you realize no one's thinking about you. No one cares. The only person people are thinking about is themselves. That's it. Yeah. So when, as soon as you stop thinking about that, it becomes easier. We just got to do what's best for us and then the right people and the right things come into your life, which is great. Well, that's going to be interesting, too, once the world is a little bit more safe and normal again. I mean, really down the line for us being in a new state and, you know, eventually going and meeting new people and friends. You We can't do that now, but that'll be a cool just chapter as well, because I feel like everyone's been really cool that we've interacted with. Yeah. You know, but you can only interact so much right now. Well, then you and you're not going to be able to build the bond. But right. you're also what's going to be exciting is moving to a new land, meeting new people. Um, you're meeting people as who you are today. Yes. So how cool is it that, that that someone you meet who's 37 who runs a business and that you meet and has a family and kids and, and they invite you to a barbecue and everybody else there you get to meet, mm-hmm. but you're meeting them at their best. And we might have not even talked when we were 21. Isn't that but so you meet, crazy? and so the, the people that we're going to meet, um, it's going to be really interesting to meet adult friends. And to be honest, we've never met like most of our friends were all in the entertainment business. It's true, and we haven't had like, like I always feel like it's like a like a not, it's not a real land. Like yeah. Los Angeles is not real. Yeah. It's like another planet. Yeah. And unless you're living there in the acting industry, you it's hard to explain. Yeah. But just to like meet a friend who is just. How do you describe it? Where normal? Yeah. <laughs> like, like what's normal... that going to be like to live cool. in a place that isn't LA that you meet someone in Florida who just does something for work and then they like have friends and they do something and everyone there is like talking 
and hanging out and we're barbecuing and it's not like in LA where you meet. It's like, well, what are you auditioning for? Do you know this manager and that acting coach? And then, oh, you got to meet this guy. Oh my gosh, like, holy crap, I can't believe this is so-and-so. He was just on the A-list film and now he's in your house. And now you're like, oh, hey. And now you're all weirded out. And then you're like, but he's really cool. And then his girlfriend and then she brings friends and you're like, everyone's talking about acting. And then they're like, I have an audition tomorrow. Can you put this on tape? And it's like, you're just consumed. It's just in acting 24-7. Yes, all entertainment. And, and that's what Johnny Depp, he's like, I love living in France because I just want to like, talk to someone about cheese yeah you when you're around it for so like, long where i don't want to talk about no. hollywood i don't I just, you just want to just talk about like oh where'd you get this table and you're like oh that's cool oh, <laughs> oh your I grandma where, where'd oh. she come yeah like it you know and then if you i feel like if you do that in la people are like like what? where are you going with this like we need to get back to what we can do for each other to make it in this industry well i was gonna say too a lot in la you almost get that vibe of people are looking at other people in a sense of okay well what can you do for me? Yeah. You know, who are you? How am I going to get something? Like, not always, but a lot of times people are just more curious. Oh, you have all those followers. Oh, let's do a story. You know what I'm saying? Like, it sounds so silly, but that's just kind of how people... It's the uh, it's the way things are done. Uh-huh. It's the way things are done. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's like if you go into different cultures or different groups or different parts of the world, there are there are ways things are done. Yes. And in LA, that's the way things are done. Uh-huh. We know the game. We understand it. So we know how things are I mean, done. And that's true too. We we ran in the crew for fifteen years. So we know that's that. That's very true. And it's also really interesting how awkward this is. This is so funny because... I was just laughing. Are you going to tell this story of what happened? Well, because back in the day, <laughs> back in the day it. when I was serving or whatever I was doing, people would ask me, you know, you know, well, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And I would be so relentless to tell people I'm an actor because then they would ask, well, what have you been in? And you got to say, well, nothing. And they're yeah. like, oh, okay, well, good luck. Um, I'll have the ravioli, please. <laughs> And you just feel like a loser. Yeah. Like, because no one believes in you and you yeah. feel like such a poser. Yeah. So I never, I stopped telling people that I'm an actor. And I was like, well, once I work, then I can start telling people I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. And I was so proud once I was able to say like, oh yeah, I'm an actor. Oh yeah, what have you been in? I'm, 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 on, I'm on 90210. And, and, but then <laughs> after a while, then you start getting, well, wait a minute. Um, you, you can maybe look familiar. What have you been in? Oh, now to anything else? And then you're this a-hole who's going, you might have seen me in a commercial, I'm, I'm on Days of Our Lives, uh, 902, and you start naming stuff. Right. Or when I actually got popular on Days and you tell people you're an actor, they'll say, what are you in? And you say Days of Our Lives. And then the conversation, oh, my grandma. And then it becomes like that whole thing. Yeah. So there's many times I just wouldn't tell people what I do for a living because it's just the most awkward thing. It's a yeah. losing scenario to tell people you're an actor for a living, at least for me. So... I was at the store yesterday. I go up to the clerk and I'm paying for my stuff. And I had um, a t-shirt on with our, our texting service phone number. And I didn't remember I really had it on. I had my mask on. I had a hat. Like I went, he was just like, oh, what's that? And I go, oh, it's my, um, I, I run a business. This is what came out of my mouth. I was like, I run a business and this is the phone number. And uh, I'm paying. He goes, well, what, what business do you have? <laughs> And I instantly get hit in a second. I go, I'm an actor, but I'm in Florida. This is going to go down a rabbit hole. I can't say that. (laughs) Oh, I'm a content creator. 
well, what the hell is that? <laughs> and then it becomes this, like, there's a weird energy if you tell people. I think in, at least in LA, if I told someone a content creator, an influencer, they'd roll their eyes and go, you're entitled, whatever. Yeah. But if you do it in Florida or you do it in Ohio, it's even weirder. They're like, what? So I go, I froze. I go, I can't say that. So what came out of my mouth at the time is I go, I, um, I produce videos for companies, <laughs> like commercials and stuff. <laughs> and he goes, oh, that's really cool. And, uh, what made you think that? <laughs> well, cause I kept thinking I make videos when we go to Disneyland to do the video. I was like, people are going to be YouTubing Disneyland. Mm -hmm. So aside from our, our fans and audience and supporters that want to see our adventures, there's that group. But then there's people who are going to be YouTubing Walt Disney world and our video can come up mm -hmm. and advertisers are putting their product as commercials ahead of our video because people are interested in the content we're making. Right. That is a content creator and advertisers will pay because people are watching your content just like somebody makes a television show. Mm -hmm. And there's commercials that run on the content, but we don't have a thousand person crew. It's just you and I. And but we you make it. the commercials for the company. <laughs> yeah. So I just didn't want to explain content creator. I didn't want to... Go, you know, say all this. So it made me realize, I'm like, when people ask what we do in Florida, I almost don't even know what to say. Like, what do you say? You told your friend the other day, I remember, or not the other day, about a year ago, you were on a live uh -huh. and she had some guy on there and they were talking oh, and yeah. he's like, who's your friend with the blue check mark? And she's like, oh, and then even she said, she goes, oh, it's Alyssa. She's like, she's like, does like Instagram stuff and her boyfriend or fiance is on a TV show and he goes so she has a blue check mark because the boyfriend's on the show uh -huh. and, and you were just like I'm a content creator and he just goes what the hell is that I had no clue and so but that's kind of the whole thing and they're from Florida oh yeah isn't that funny yeah so I don't know what I'm going to say when people start asking and if you're at a barbecue it's a great story <laughs> yeah. to sit and, and have a beer and talk about our lives yeah but in a quick interchange if someone's in an Uber or something, hey, what do you do? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I make furniture. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's going to be. You a... could say you're a YouTuber, <laughs> a podcaster. I'm just too. I'm in radio. I'm in <laughs> audio. I, I genuinely feel that <laughs> we're in the same exact position where people are going to, are instantly going to go, oh, you're a podcaster. Oh, you, oh, you're a YouTuber and they're going to have this rolling of the eyes. And then if they look you up or you, you know, but cause you, you can't actually prove to them by a, by a known source. Uh -huh. The only way that they're going to look at us and go, Oh wow, you actually have like a YouTube and you actually do this thing is post conversation uh -huh. in real time with acting. Every single person knows days of our lives. Uh -huh. So at least that was a, um, at least it kind of made the conversation seem like I wasn't like a lunatic because <laughs> I'd say, Oh, I'm an actor, but I did switch it, switch it where I, I would say I'm an actor on a soap opera and they would go, what soap opera? And then I would say days of our lives because I felt like a douche saying I'm an actor on days of our lives. I didn't like how that made me feel. So I'd say, Oh, I'm an actor. On I'm a soap, a opera. soap punk. I'm a soap punk. <laughs> so I would say, yeah, if I said, Hey, I, I work on a soap opera and then they would say, what soap opera? And I was like, well, since you asked, yeah. I know you're going to know this. You either yeah. watched friends right, or you know, cause days has been around for 87,000 years. 
So I would say, oh, on Days of Our Lives, and then 99 out of 100 people would say, oh my God, my grammar, I used to watch it as a kid, and like, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's so crazy how the younger generation really knows about Days because of Friends. Mm -hmm. I remember one of the first viral TikToks we had, I think it was something, I did some relationship video, and there were a lot of pictures and videos of us, and people in the comments started going, oh my gosh, Days of Our Lives, but there was this huge sub-thread that was about friends and someone goes oh i know about days of our lives from friends but then all these gen zers thought that days of our lives was made up for friends yeah they didn't know that it was a real show and so like there's this whole extra side conversation going on with all these kids who didn't know and they're like oh my god it's real oh my god oh my god oh my god so it's just so funny from because of friends, they knew about it. I mean, most people know what Days of Our Lives is, but mm-hmm. they're younger, you know, so. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I just thought it was so funny. It's like, huh. Yeah, it, it's it's really interesting. And it's, um, and and I even remember one, one more step of it too. There was a time I used to tell people that I work on a soap opera. And they would ask me, what do you do on it? <laughs> and I would say, I, I act on it. And then they would, so it, it was like, I went through <laughs> all these different iterations of how to tell someone what I do for a living. Uh-huh. And at the time, the best thing I got to was I'm an actor on a soap opera. Uh-huh. What soap opera? Days of Our Lives. Oh my God, my grandma used to watch it. That's pretty cool. I was like, yeah, man, well, that's, that's awesome. Hey, tell her you met Sonny. <laughs> oh, I will. Like, <laughs> and that was the end of it. I go, great. What a great, so I was perfect. But now not being on the show. <laughs> commercials for companies. But what do we say now? Because I obviously can't, I, I don't want to say I'm an actor because I have a funny feeling. I say, well, what do you do? Oh, I'm an actor. Oh yeah? What have you been in? Well, I worked on Days of Our Lives for 10 years. Oh, and you're acting here? Well, no, I'm creating content here. So you used to be an actor. So you're a former or retired actor? No, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm an actor still. I'm going to act. I'm just like in a phase in my life where I'm creating... Let's say you work in entertainment. I create. Cre- what do you do in entertainment? I work in the content creation branch. <laughs> Here's my badge. This gets me into the East Wing branch of the content creation. What do you guys think? How can we describe this? Or we just normalize content creation. And you just say yeah. Or you could say you're an entrepreneur. Oh God. That's the worst. <laughs> It can mean so many things. The only reason this is a big deal for me is because I felt like a fraud <laughs> when I felt like a fraud telling people I was an actor before I ever made money acting. Right. I felt like a fraud right. and people would look at me and they'd be like, you're a loser in their minds. You could see it. They're like, you're never going to make it. Yeah. Like you're a loser and yeah. you're not an actor. So I remember that feeling. And then I remember telling people that I'm an actor and what I do. Then I felt like I was bragging. So I had mm-hmm. to find, I don't want to feel like a loser and I don't want to feel like I'm bragging. You know what I mean? So it, It's so because I it's found... such an interesting uh, career. There's a lot of like glamour that surrounds it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you can tell people I'm a do- if you were a doctor, you wouldn't feel like you're bragging. You earned that, you know, you worked really. and But there, there's not that like... There's no levels of doctor. Right. Everyone goes, oh, you're a doctor. Like, people go, oh, doctor, I get it. You either work on feet, you work on nose, you work on, you're a doctor. There's levels of actors. Meaning the guy that I was, that only thing on my resume was a two-second 
part in medium and I'm an actor. <laughs> so people instantly go statistically mm-hmm. when you say you're an actor, they're just like, no, you're not. Right. And then you have to humbly, cause then they're going to feel like crap. If you just go, I'm an actor and they go, oh yeah, what have you been in? I was like, well, for 10 years on days and I won an Emmy, uh, you know, holy shit. Then they yeah. feel stupid. Uh-huh. So it's a trap. So I successfully, it took me years. I found out that I'm an actor on a soap opera. What soap opera? Days of Our Lives. And it worked. So now I got to figure out in a quick like Uber in ride a or a clerk, what do I do for work? But yet again, when you say entrepreneur or you say anything, if you say entrepreneur, people be like, what, you like printed some t-shirts? Like what kind of entrepreneur are you? Because there's still levels of entrepreneur. There are people who make $100 a year as an entrepreneur you know what you could and say, people who make $10 billion. Yes, very true. You could say you produce a podcast. That's the Podcasting is very big. And They're still going to look at us like we're, like we're like losers. I don't know I'm going to go you're back to, to the days that I was serving and they're going to go, everyone has a podcast. Yours probably isn't successful. And I'm like, well, no, it is. Like we actually make a living from it. Like we even, t- like, we even told the owners of the house. Yeah. He's like, well, so what do you guys do? I said, well, I used to be on a soap, but I'm... Um, I was like, we produce content now. He goes, do you do that full-time? We're like, yeah, it's, it's our full-time business. I was like, we have a few other things that we do as well. So all of it together pays our bills and, and we do it for a living. And he was like, wow. Like he was yeah. so surprised, but he is in the entertainment business himself. And he directs so he understood yeah. that. But I'm just, yet again, as we told, as we hit our 30s, we don't care what other people think, which I don't. <laughs> but in that, in that quick interchange, I just don't want to have to explain myself or go through an emotional roller coaster. I just want to tell people like, I should just say like, like a beloved job, like teaching or something. I should just be like, oh, I'm a teacher. Don't lie. <laughs> I told people that when I was uh, uh, on The Price is Right. What, that you were a teacher? Yeah, because the producer of The Price is Right came into Outback Steakhouse, talked to the bartender and goes, if you get 20 of your um, uh, uh, workers here to all wear their serving shirts we will guarantee that one of you will be picked to go on to the, hmm. the, the four that, that, what do you call that? Contestants row? Yeah. And so we knew one of us were going to go on as a chance to win. But when we were being interviewed, I was, they, they interview, go through this huge process because they, they pick, they don't randomly pick, they, they interview. And I said, well, if I'm going to say I'm an inspiring actor, I was like, oh, they're not going to like that right so i made up this whole story that i was a school teacher and that i cared about i was like oh my god five-year-old kids and like like i made this like a story up to try to like get their heartstrings and it didn't work and no they picked the um the aspiring actor (laughs) yes he was an actor he was the he was the guy that um like i like looked up to um because he was the one that was like the coolest server there. Oh, we like, worked at the restaurant with It was you. all 20 of us oh. that worked there. But he was like the cool kid that knew all the parties, had a famous friend. Huh. Like like anytime we'd go places, like it was just a, my, like a dream, a 21-year-old's yeah. dream. So he was like the coolest server. And he like did a cartwheel down the thing, like just like a goofball. Yeah. Um, but he did was he picked. And then he, he got picked last and then he didn't guess correctly. So he just never got on stage to, to try to win a car or anything. You know, now that I think of it, you would actually be really good on The prices, Right because you know numbers. Maybe. I feel like you, you're pretty I, accurate. You always know. But I've played and like when you watch at home, I'm never... I'm really never, though? I mean, I'm like, all right. Like I know that a bag of Tide Pods are... 1099 or something crazy but i just feel like there are a lot of conversations we'll have and i'll be like what do you think the number is and you always are literally right there 
maybe maybe just in general but i feel back in the day i was probably better then because i was actually penny pinching going to the grocery store when yeah. i was serving tables i was like oh crap i got 70 bucks like i need to get so i had to really know the prices and then as we as i started making that's money true. and stuff you're that's one of the, the benefits that i've realized about making more money is grocery shopping becomes um easier easy because you don't care if it's an extra 50 bucks every time oh, you go yeah. like but when you when you're serving every penny counted so i was very aware of the chicken price i was aware of every of every price and then once you start making a little money that was one of the things that got easy you're just like whatever it was you know i saw this um tweet where this girl was explaining she goes to all of the rich writers writing in scripts that people that you know are broke um just overdraft all the time they're like no they're like we know exactly what's in our account because you don't want to overdraft you literally can't i just remember doing that when i was young too like every dollar is like okay so this can go to this this can go to this because you want to make sure everything's covered and it's just it's just interesting i go huh yeah yeah you you have to because you you do that's one of the things they always ask rich people to try to make them feel out of touch Ricky What's Gervais that? did that in, uh, and I'm talking really rich people, like rich, like, like, yeah. um, they'll ask, you know, like Ellen DeGeneres or they'll ask Ricky Gervais, you know, someone will try to put him on the spot and go, what's it, how much is the gallon of milk? Because <laughs> someone like Ricky Gervais hasn't shopped for his own milk for probably 15 years. Right. So you would go, uh, you know, he made a joke. He goes, I'm not sure. Here's a thousand dollars. Go get it for me. <laughs> I love him. But, so but yeah, it's, it's supposed to make you out of, out of touch because you don't, um, yeah. cause you wouldn't know, but, but those are things you stop doing. Like you don't want, if you have the money, why would you want to go grocery shopping if you don't enjoy the process? Sure. You know, it's just the time thing. That's what switches. You don't want to spend the time to go there. Doing that. Well, that's like when I was working as, um, a personal assistant and executive, I would do the personal jobs as well. And going and doing all of these different errands or going to the grocery store, you like she was busy running her business. She didn't have time to go mm-hmm. do that. It makes sense. You want to pay someone to go do something that, you know, is best for them so that their skill set, what they're best at, they can. Well, they get run paid it. more. Yeah. When you start that, that's the, that was the transitions. Like when you start, what, what, like what, you know when to quit and your your job to do your business full time. Mm-hmm. When it starts, when you start losing money because of your job. Yes. If you know that in an hour and a half that you can make $400 in your business, mm-hmm. you cannot go to the grocery store instead of staying and working for an hour and a half making $400. You pay someone 30 bucks to go grocery shopping for you so yep. that you can make the 400 But if you're going to just sit home and watch TV then you don't want to go pay, give someone 30 bucks to go do that for you because now you're losing 30 bucks. Right. But if and you're going to make 400 by not going, that's, that makes that's sense. when you go, oh, well, I can't grocery shop anymore because I'm losing money doing it. Well, on the flip side of that, that's why I ended up quitting that job because the other business that we were working on, it ended up like costing me more money to not be able to be available for calls and yeah. to go to meetings. And I just, I was like, it just wasn't worth it. So, I mean, that was a great reason to leave, of course. Yeah. You know, but at first I was like, oh, I could do both for a while. And and then you just couldn't. Yeah. And that's, that's the good thing. And that's always the scary transition that you have yeah. to, um, cause that's basically what, what we're in right now. I've only felt this one other time in my life. And that was when I 
put in my two weeks at Outback because mm-hmm. I booked some commercials, had a savings, and I was like, I got two years. Yep. And I'm going to book something or I got two years to do it. But if I dedicate every single day to it. Now, now it's different because we're, we have an income. Right. But it's the same thing that the, 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 the job, the employee job is mm-hmm. gone. So that guaranteed paycheck yep. is gone. Yep. So it's an interesting concept where you're like, oh, every day matters. Yeah. You can't be lazy because every day matters. And I like that feeling because it's just, it's just interesting. It just gives you more, um, like more of a reason to just really go for it every day. There's a different energy. You have to make it happen. Yeah. Even if, if you're not inspired, you have to do it. Exactly. You know, so you're constantly building momentum, which is great. Yeah. And it gives you the time too. Cause I was even thinking the other day of just cause all the stuff that I've been watching, I, I've been on this action kick. Um, just what I love action films. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it, yeah. it's actually bugs me and it's something I should really focus on doing, but I just, I'm like, I don't know if I should, if I should really focus that hard, but it would be cool. But being an action guy mm-hmm. in a lead, maybe not a superhero, like that, that's kind of, I mean, that's obviously yeah. awesome, but being a dirty cop or being <laughs> the good cop or just anyone who's who's like the training day, like those gritty shooting guns and like you know, yeah. fighting and you have a shaved head and a beard. And I always wanted that because I was the like young pretty boy uh-huh. in 18, 19. So I was like, once I get to be like a man and I'm getting my, my thick beard and like I'm like a yeah. man now, like I could shave my head, get buff, take guns, get a little like fake scar put oh, in. God. And I'm just like saying things like, you know, like, come on, Mendez. <laughs> we know it's you. <laughs> Do you remember our psychic Sherry said that when it comes to acting for you, she saw the detective. (laughs) (laughs) Is this poison? (laughs) Mendez. I knew it. (laughs) You. Oh my gosh. (sighs) And then, you know what I'm saying? Except I die in this one. I want to be the hero. I thought you weren't an actor anymore. Well, how am I going to explain to the clerk? I was like, well, I do act on the podcast we have. <laughs> so you're not paid when you... No, just just give me my stuff. <laughs> you're going to say, I'm an actor. You know, I'm going to do some really cool action stuff in the future. <laughs> this is a terrible joke. I'm an actor. Oh, really? What have you been in? Empty out your drawer. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my God. I'm just kidding. See, I'm an actor. I'm sorry, officer. I'm an actor. I'm so I'm gonna be an action star. Can I ask you some questions? I'm a method actor. I'm gonna be a cop. Dirty cop. Are any of you dirty cops? Any dirty cops? No, but what I was saying is Sherry had said she saw you as like the detective, or, or no, maybe it wasn't Sherry. It was the astrologer, Susan. She kept seeing in your charts when she was reading our charts. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. you had, like, detective, cop stuff in your future of acting, if that's the route you go. But that's... And I, I could so see you in a show like that as, like, the detective. Well, the thing... Because that's basically the, the two things that I would be completely ecstatic about. Like, genuinely, like, could not sleep waking up the next day is to do comedy or action. Totally. You know? Like, I've, I did 10 years of drama. Yeah. So, you know, not, I mean, obviously if you could be a lead in some HBO show or something that the drama would be sure. cool, would be awesome, but to, to have fun, totally. to not be like an artist that is like 
mastering the emotions, but just to like go fight guns, run around like your day at work is like running after a car, being in a car chase. Like that's cool. Yeah. Or doing a comedy where there's no stress where you're like, I don't have to think about someone dying. I don't have to think about trauma. I'm just like this funny guy who's just like, you know, hey, making jokes. It's fun. Yeah. Light. It'd be fun. So a detective, but I couldn't be a detective when I was 21. No. I would never, I've never auditioned for any of that because I was always too young for doctors, lawyers, anything cool. Yeah. I'm pretty much, when I was auditioning, it was all high school or college. Uh-huh. And the, the, in the relationship guy. Yeah. The boy next door. The boy next door. I gotta fix my hat. Boy, were you, I know I was looking at it. It looked funny. It looked like it was fallen. I had this, um, I had this reel that I wanted to make one day because, and I've changed, like I've grown up, so I don't think it would be an issue. Um, but there was a time where I was just always the boy next door, boy next door, boy next door, and everything I auditioned for. And I wanted to make a reel where I was playing all these different characters. So I was basically sitting down with my agent and he was like, you gotta stick to the, the pretty boy thing. It's like working for it. And I was like, no, no, but I have so much more to give. And he goes, you're the pretty boy, stick to it. You're gonna be fine. And I'm like, fine, whatever. And then I go from set to set. And you see me like as a Marine, you see me as a doctor and you see me like change through mm. makeup and all this stuff where like that real shows that I can play anything. And then at the very end, you just see my hand knock at the door and uh, this like girl opens the door or whatever. And she goes, oh, hi. And she's like, what's your name? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm Freddie. I'm, the, I'm the, the boy next door. I just moved in. And like that's how you like end it. That's so cute. you're basically calling it back. But that's I like cute. went through, but I wanted it to all be shot in a take. Like remember um, Joiner Lucas? Why do I know that name? I'm Phil and Muffset. Because uh, I, yes, I wasn't the blessed with no Uncle Phil. Yeah, he did a... Um, what's his name? Joiner like Lucas or I something? I think it is Joiner Lucas. Joiner Lucas. If, you, if, you, if you're a, a rap <laughs> fan, you probably know that. If you're not, yeah, it's a really sad. good... And this came after my idea. Not that... This is just how I saw it similarly yeah. looking. Yeah. He basically is doing an homage to Will Smith because he's his favorite person. And he was playing every single one of Will's, like, Will's iconic roles. But he had he was moving from set to set and changing into them and playing yep. a different character. And that's what I wanted to do where the camera just pans. So I like hop in and I'm like, get on the ground. We're doing and then like you rip this off and then you switch into like, oh, hi. Like, so that you're not even taking time to get into character. Not only am I playing these six different characters, I'm doing it all within two minutes. I don't need prep time. I can go from psycho to, to nice to all this stuff. And I was like, what a cool idea. And he proved the he concept years yeah. later. But that's what I want to do for the real. Dude, what a cool um, TikTok that would be too. I mean, I know that that would be so much time and money to go into a TikTok, but it would be really rad. There is nothing that I'm seeing about acting on TikTok. Huh. I don't even think young kids anymore are going like, of course, there's people who love acting, but I don't think it's as pedestaled as it was in our generation because they are looking at the Logan Pauls, the Charlie D'Amelio's. They're like, but you know what I do see a lot, though, is I see the acting challenges and people do do them. I never see those. There's, I want to do an acting it's, challenge. They're so cool. I, you, I'll have to show you because I've always saved them. I'm like, these would be so much fun to do. And then. There's a lot of musical theater on there, a lot of singers, which, you know, kind of goes with it. But yeah, they're acting challenges. But I get what you're saying. I feel like because of social media fame, movie fame, movie star fame isn't as popular, dare I say? Yeah, because the, the, the road is 
much harder for the same outcome. But there aren't new movie stars. There really aren't. Like, who do you know in the past five years that's like a new up-and-coming movie star? But at a level like a Chris Pratt. Like, Chris Pratt became right. a movie star in the past five or ten years. Like, a movie star. Mm-hmm. Gal Gadot became a movie star. Um, Jennifer Lawrence became a movie star. But I'm saying this new generation, I feel like there's... You don't really see that. Jennifer Lawrence is a lot younger than we think, but other than oh, that's her... that's true. But she's been working for 20 years. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I don't think... Um, yeah, I, I don't know who the... I, I don't know. I, I don't know where the new movie stars are. Well, there are all these kids that are on TikTok. Addison Ray. She's going to do... Who's booking the stuff? Who's, where are all the high school and college movie stars? Well, what's interesting... So we watched... He's snoring, poor baby. So we watched this movie last night called Songbird, and it was interesting at first because we're like, oh, there's a, they call it C23. So instead of C19, C23. And we thought it would be really cool because it was kind of like what was going on in our world. But the two lead kids that were younger playing their 20s, they were both really famous. One was from like a Disney show and the other was from Riverdale. And they each had like almost 20 million followers, which shows they're they're massively famous. But like, you didn't know who they were. They're not in new movies coming out that... They're... Here's what it is. You just nailed it, not to interrupt you. Yeah. It is, there are pockets of fame that did not exist back in the day. Mm -hmm. So the... um, There was no... You were either famous or you were not famous. And now... To those 20 million people, that lead guy is the most famous guy in the world. Girls will faint. And then it's interesting too, because even with our audience, like we're like, we have like micro, micro fame, mm-hmm. but to the people who know us, we're we're no different than a Leo to people who know, like, or me from days. Sure. I, 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 it's a different, obviously, genre. Like people know Leo's way more famous because of how many people know him. Right. But people meeting me or Leo, if they're a fan, are going to feel the same way. Of course. But back in the day, you needed all of mainstream. The reason I don't know this guy is because he was famous from Riverdale, and I don't watch that. And his 20 million fans, why would I be a fan of a 23-year-old guy? Exactly. Like, what? why would I be interested? So I don't know him because he's not mainstream A-list. But- and all the attention, though, is on social media. There are so many people that are so famous, and they, they are actors, you know, famous actors. And we don't know because, like you just said, they aren't mainstream, but they're famous on social, they're famous on their shows. I just feel like back in the day with media in general, there were the paparazzi that were taking the pictures for magazines or online blogging, which kind of first started. Like, remember P- Perez Hilton? Yes. He like he was the one who started this whole online thing, but before that, you would pick up the magazine at, or you know, I did at the grocery store and you'd buy that. That's how you get your news and hear what's going on or if your favorite star was on the front of Glamour magazine and had this big spread, that's how you know who these people are. Now, that is just like old news. Well, you, the paparazzi and these famous people, that magazine Glamour was our Instagram feed back then. Yep. Except the celebrities weren't taking the photos. Yep. But then there's also ones that are staged. Of there's a course. lot of that that goes around too for the, for the publicity. 
But yeah, I just don't know if mainstream, there's going to be obviously a few that come through mainstream. But now, like we mentioned how Warners is putting their stuff online or on HBO Max, like the whole industry is changing. And all I know is I would bet on having your own following is, is your leverage. But we've seen that with all these TikTokers. Addison Rae got cast in it's He's All That. So they're doing She's All That yeah. based off of the original, but it's flipped. So she booked that. She's never, I don't think, been in anything. She has a huge following. And paparazzi follow her. Now, I mean, paparazzi is live in a well. They sell their pictures nonstop, but it's, you know, to the online sources, also to actual physical magazines as well. But you, I see all these videos and they just are chased. They'll be at like different restaurants and it's just all these TikTokers. Now, granted, they're young and I think they, they go out going, oh, I know I'm going to be recognized. I know I'm going to oh, be chased. it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I would have loved that. But I saw this video caught of Addison Ray, and she's just on the street in LA and these girls run up to her and go, oh my God, oh my God, can we get a picture with you? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just hold on one second. She goes, I have to film this TikTok. And then she sets her phone down and she starts doing the dance or whatever. And she does a TikTok and it was the most awkward thing watching it. But the girls are looking at her like, oh, this is so cool. And she's just dancing on the side of the street. And like, I have to show it to you because it was so cringy, but it, that's just like life now. Well, the, the thing is, is that, is she going to be a good actress? Because if she's a good actress, then that's a winning formula. If she's not good mm. and the company knows that, but they go, it doesn't matter. As long as we make a mediocre film that her 20 million followers will watch, we'll make a profit. And that's all that matters. Mm. Because I really think back in the 50s and 60s, I didn't study film enough or Hollywood. I'm sure there's people who know way more than I do about yeah. this. But I can only imagine that, of course, the marketing and the dollar ran it. But it was also about the art. I think people went to movies to watch an artful film. Like the independent films is like what I feel things used to be for these big blockbusters that just became the marketing machine. Like market it, run it in China, run it in the US, run it around the world. What has global appeal? Let's, let's spend $300 million and make a billion. Right. And they're pumping these out. And I heard this about five years ago. They're just like, why go through the casting and all the BS and all the people and all these things? Why would a studio make a $20 million film, spend the same amount of time shooting it to put it out and make $20 million? Why would they do that 50 times throughout the year, deal with all the actors, all the production, all the locations, increase their chance of a problem? Right. When they can go, well, let's not make 10 $20 million films. Let's scratch that. Let's make one million film Hmm. and make sure it does a billion and so all the all these little movies are gone people aren't making them because if you are you're not going to make money no you got to find people who who are passionate about the story and they're like look and it's going to take 20 million but well hopefully we're going to make 50 million on it but i love this story and people are around it Mm mm-hmm I just don't think that's happening as much. So these low-budget films are going to come back where people want to watch real raw stories. Right. And you get so, you know, you get uh, lost in a film. Yeah. Because as much as I want to watch Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I'm watching Dwayne in a movie. Totally. I'm not going to get lost. But if you watch a bunch of no-name people, you can get lost in a beautiful, cinematic, artful, heartfelt story that moves you. That's cool. That's why I like watching unknowns because it allows me to fully immerse in the story and just go, oh, 
Because when I'm watching, like, if Jennifer Aniston's in a movie, of course I'm going to like it, but I, I go, that's Jennifer Aniston and that's Adam Sandler. And I know that they're massively famous and that they're not, like, like Michelle and Bob. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, I know that they're just act. I know that they're these famous people yeah. acting in a film. But some people you look forward to. Like, when we sure. saw Seth Rogen's uh, American Pickle, I was really impressed with that. It uh-huh. wasn't that good of a movie. It wasn't really, like, funny. The beginning was characters. pretty good, though, yeah. I mean, he did great, though. He did yeah. really well. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've been watching a, real, a lot of good films lately, and then there's just been a couple that haven't been good. Like, and I by say, the way, guys, that movie Songbird wasn't that great. Yeah, don't waste your money. It's, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I, I wasted 20 bucks. <laughs> you were so upset. Because I thought it would be great. I was I like, know. oh, they're making a movie about about like the yeah. future of what this pandemic could be or the next strand but it was just so low budget that it, it but with all uh, these famous people uh, demi moore michael bay produced it all was these, bad. yeah it was, bad. it was not good i mean it was bad <laughs> it was bad I, know. I just didn't care about the story at all i don't know just the whole thing was not good <laughs> no. no and no, i gotta no. tell you too I'm usually with all of the the people. Usually if someone says Tiger King's good, it's going to be good. When the whole world's obsessed with something. We watched Undoing. Yeah. Eh. It, it was like it was a good watch and I get why people would like it especially if you like Big Little Lies. It was identical. The same vibe. The same yes, the you same know? tone of it. Like I get it, but I guess I was just kind of like, well, what was the point of it? Like, I didn't understand. Like, I don't want to ruin it for anybody because I know a lot of people liked it. And I do, there are parts of it I like. There's things about it. Like, it wasn't trash. It was an enjoyable watch, I'll say that. Like, I was like, okay, we'll watch this. I didn't quit after three episodes. I finished it. And I was excited to finish it, but I just felt the ending and just everything. I was just kind of like... Like, really? Like, what was it? Like, Why? Like, why was this like, made? I, I invested all like, my what time. Was, why was that made? I don't know. Like, I get, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. understand what I was supposed to get from it, I guess. Yeah, I you get know, what you're saying. You know, an action film for every guy, we're just like, oh, we're that guy. Like, we're Dwayne. Like, I, I can ride a motorcycle. I can shoot a gun. Oh, is that what you guys I, think I can, when you watch oh, it? Oh, yeah. We want to be that person. Oh, okay, So even okay. if even if... The point of an action film when it's done well is you were just exhilarated. There were twists and turns. People were are undercover and then it all works out and then you're like, ah, oh, awesome. There's yeah. like a point to it. Yeah. I just felt with undoing or a comedy, you're meant to laugh. Yeah. Or if there's a, a movie about a, a story, you're like, oh, this is about the love story. Like, I just didn't understand the point of this. I mean, it was supposed to be that mystery where you're trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, a good mystery is like... <laughs> Um, what did I watch like a year ago? Um, had a huge cast. I want to say the Kingsman or something, but I think the lead, huh. I don't know. It wasn't the Kingsman. Where was I when you were watching I don't know, that? but it was just a mystery, but it kept getting better. Like it's, it's kind of like, this is the only spoiler I'll give. It's like when you first think, well, it's probably this person. It is. <laughs> it's well, probably this person. That's what was interesting though with even Big Little Lies it kept you on this journey that you were watching. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel, I think that was way better than The Undoing. Big Little Lies was way better, but didn't you know what happened? And that was the exciting part, is that you saw these guilty people living in a life hoping not to get caught. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. 
Or if you don't know who did it, but it shifts so many times that you're like, who is it? This is crazy. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Like what? This was just kind of like, it's probably him. The whole thing was just following Nicole Kidman living like her dream role. <laughs> That's what you were saying. Yes. I just, I felt like I couldn't let go of Nicole Kidman. <laughs> just like right before the cameras were on, be like, I can't, I, so excited for this scene guys <laughs> like it just seemed like she was just so happy about yeah. every scene yeah. and I, I don't know and i like her as an actress just everything about it for some reason just didn't you connect just didn't with me. love it i just don't understand like well the new movie i would love to watch tonight is that emily blunt and jamie dornan headstrong farmer rosemary has her heart set on winning her neighbor anthony Reilly's love the problem is, Anthony seems to have inherited a family curse and remains oblivious to his beautiful admirer. Stung by his father's plans to sell the family farm to his American nephew, Anthony is jolted into pursuing his dreams. I wasn't listening. What? <laughs> Look at the movie poster. Come on. Wild Mountain Time. Is it time? Or is it thyme? I think it's time. I think it's a... Uh... I think that is a um, uh, a seasoning. Oh, is it? Well, I was going to say, is, is it, it thyme or thyme? T-H-Y-M-E is How thyme. How do you pronounce? Thyme is a seasoning. So, but, wait, let's hear. The life we live. Thyme. Oh, you are right. Oh, I sound but, so but, silly. But what, is, but what is, can you look up what is T-H-Y-M-E? I think it is a seasoning. It's an herb. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the what's the cleverness of the poster? I don't know. Why is it called that? A uh, wild time? Did wild they, wild mountain time. Is is it like a time field? <laughs> Does he it's run green. a time field? It's green like the herb. Or or do you spell time like that back in the day? Like remember on a root beer, a barge's root beer, it was spelled differently? Yeah. T Y M E or something. Wild Mountain Time. I don't know. Well, maybe we have to watch it to learn. We will. We will. Um, well, let's 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 go walk because I know we only it's have getting late. I was worried, but we sure love you guys. Thanks for listening. Let us know below if there are ever any topics that you want us to cover. You know, we love yeah, to hear from you. Know. That's fun. We love talking about whatever. We we like <laughs> I like I like going in rabbit holes. Oh gosh. Well, let's do it next time. Oh, wow. Wow, Good guys. way to end it. All right, everyone. Have a good Sunday. <laughs>